Alright, hello everybody and welcome to Busy Playing Something. This is episode 23 of Busy Playing Something Live. I'm your host for today, Sean or Holly DePron, and I am joined by Ricky El Nizo. And Ricky, it's just the two of us today. It is. Josh is off gallivanting in uh, Bali, apparently sending out tweets, um, uh, you know, juicing up the, the place he's staying at that he wasn't aware of. I was going to say, I found that so odd because usually, you know, we follow each other on Twitter and obviously, which you guys obviously should be doing that. You can find our twi Twitter accounts down below at Holly DePron, at Josh Willaroso and at Budget Seth Rogan. But yeah, there's a little plug there. But uh, I saw that uh, Josh had this random tweet in the middle of like... What was it? The middle of the day or something like that for us. Yeah. And hang on. I've got the tweet here um, because I just responded to it saying mm. cute. So it was hashtag 94995369 at Finn's Bali, Finn's mm -hmm. Beach Club, Finn's VIP Club, Finn's Recreation Club is Bali's premier entertainment and sporting venue where everyone is welcome. Finn's Bali has something for everyone. And there you go. We should be... Uh, we should get some sort of promotional I think, uh, sponsorship for that. I, I replied, are you getting paid for this tweet? Like, I thought he's, like, getting his accommodation comped or something for, for tweeting out um, where he was staying. And he had no idea. So I don't know how they've managed to tweet uh, on behalf of him. They've hacked into his Twitter, man. I got to tell you, it's it's the bots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a very, very strange one. But, hey, he's on holiday. We're here getting into the news, everything happening this week in, in the world of gaming. Yeah, we do have a couple of uh, uh, topics. GTA 6 is obviously the big one. There is a little bit of news around Twitch as well that we did want to touch Ooh. on before we finished up. But Ricky, I hear you've got yep. a little story today for our little icebreaker. Uh, yeah, um, I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to like work out like being an adult and the, the <laughs> stuff that sort of like makes you happy and shit as an adult compared to when you're like in your early 20s or your teens or whatever, but... So I was at work this week and I was, um, I was working on this Excel spreadsheet that essentially is, in the long run, is going to save me about 10 minutes once a week on a weekly task I have to do, right? And I was working out this formula. So it's essentially, it's just like a data, um, a, a data input thing. And uh, the, the changes that I made to this spreadsheet uh, were like, it's going to save me like a bunch of time um, each week when I have to do all this, all this data input. And when I actually like, I finished the equation, I put it into the spreadsheet. I entered a few like numbers as a test and everything worked perfectly um, when I got it done. But I spent like a good hour of like, un and like I'm on a salary, so I didn't get paid for overtime of unpaid overtime working this out. <laughs> but by the end, it was just like, fuck yes, let's go. It, it works. I'm, I was so happy. And then I was just like, man, I used to like, you know, take a, veritable cocktail of recreational substances um to make me feel good and now i'm just like nah man excel spreadsheets are where it's at fuck yeah let's go like hey it's it a, was just a it's a 10 minute time saver and that's the dopamine hit that you needed exactly like it was just it was such a, like a, a weird moment for me to just be like this is this is what makes me happy now is just like nailing an excel spreadsheet that's gonna like and it took me an hour to do it's gonna save me 10 minutes once a week so after six weeks that's just time in my pocket I've saved myself time. Do you feel like so, your life has peaked because of this moment? I don't know, man. But I just—I felt <laughs> I've, I was pretty—I was pretty happy with myself because, like, I've like I've only, I've never really used Excel. I've never been like in a in a role where I needed to use it a lot. And now that I'm in like, I'm still working in hospitality, but I'm in management and stuff like that. So a lot of my my day is spent looking at Excel spreadsheets, 
cost, uh, you know, P&L um, stuff. I do a lot of work with our beverage um, uh, stuff like that. So I'm always looking at like new lines to bring in and, and, um, and all that sort of stuff. And like my life has become Excel spreadsheets. So I've had to learn very quickly on the fly like equations and like you know how to input data and have it actually like be legible to and i've got to like send it off to people and have them be able to read it um but yeah i was just like i've had to learn excel on the fly and i'm doing a decent job like i've got to the point where like i've managed to create this like really really complex equation or like like uh, equation within excel that just makes my life so much easier and then the thing is though i'm now going to be passing this job off to one of my direct reports um for like them to do from from now on um but it is something i have to sit in on every week because it's not something they 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 can do unsupervised but i'm just like man i've made i've made their life so much easier um and i'm just yeah i'm just i don't know it's weird the stuff that makes you happy now as an adult it's like man excel spreadsheets fuck yeah let's go yeah it's the same sort of thing with me when i was working out spreadsheets and i i had to get my uh, my partner at the time to help me out and she she's awesome at coding and and working out formulas and that sort of stuff and so we worked out on an excel spreadsheet these formulas for like my pokemon card collection so i'd put in like the ones that i've got and then it would work out like how much money i've roughly spent on them how much it would take like per card like it's all these sort of all these sorts of things and now that i've been able to kind of copy and paste that and continue that while collecting pokemon cards it's made me really think that you know it's a little bit sad that uh, we find Excel spreadsheets and the functions that they hold rewarding and rewarding experiences. Look, I mean, it's, it's, it's just nice having something work and it, you know, it's going to make your life easier in the long run. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I never thought I'd get to this like stage. Cause I was always like, I never had an office job. The closest I ever got was like, well, I mean, this is probably the closest I've gotten to like an office job now. And I was always like, no, nah, I'm just going to like, Bartend hospital is what I've been doing for the most part. And like besides that, I've, la- I've done laboring. I've worked in like retail. I've worked in um, uh, warehousing and stuff like that. Like none of what I've ever done has really been like sitting down at a computer for eight hours a day and just like tapping away. And now I've found myself in a sort of semi-scenario like that. And I was like, yeah, it, it's fine. I enjoy, I enjoy what I do because it's, you know, related to, you know, hospitality, which I enjoy. Um, but no, I never thought I'd get to this stage where I'm just like getting amped up over like filling out a goddamn Excel spreadsheet. But here we are. This is this is this is where we've come. I'm, I'm now, you know, I'm, we're both in our thirties now. Yeah. Um, so I mean, maybe this is this is the future. It's the all future. just uh, it's all just spread. It's all just spreadsheets and other crap. Yeah, it could be the case, but uh, it's probably something we're going to have to think about a little bit later because what I want to think about right now, or at least talk about right now is the games that we've been playing for the week. So I know for me, especially after the Fortnite season had closed off, I did manage to get my Vader and my Indiana Jones. So I've kind of put that on hold for a little bit. I'm spending a lot of time in the movies now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm super enjoying it. I'm like, I'm almost at the stage where I'm thinking about making like direct YouTube content for it and like completing challenges and stuff. Because when you look on YouTube for any sort of, kind of playthroughs of the game you see playthroughs and let's plays and that but you don't see like challenges it's not like your runescape community or um or any of these sorts of games where there's like a community of challenges and all that sort of thing and there's content like even i'm spending a lot of time watching uh rollercoaster tycoon videos like the original og and rollercoaster tycoon 2 and like 
you know, can, can I do a park with zero dollars? And it's like, oh, I wonder how they do that. And the first thing I do is I get a loan. It's like, oh, well, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, so I'm looking at the movies and I'm thinking this could be a game that I could do in the future at, at some capacity once I wrap my head around it all. But uh, what about yourself, Ricky? Uh, yeah, I've, I've already started the Battle Pass on the new season of Fortnite. Um, I didn't get Vader. I had like a day to go. Um, you need like 40 was, levels, man. I got to like level 80 um, after, because we played a bit of duos and I got a few levels doing that. Um, and I got to like level 80 and I was very close to getting Vader. And then I had uh, work, because I think it finished on the 17th here, which was yep. uh, last Saturday. And yeah, work was just too full on during the weekend. And I was like, I'll go home, I'll play a few hours, try to grind those last few levels. And I literally just come home from work and just out like a fucking and you light. didn't want to hit so, me up and help help you out you know did you really do you really want me to hit you up at fucking midnight on a goddamn saturday when i'm awake out? i'm most definitely I awake midnight on a saturday or something. Uh, still, i did have I, a taco night with friends but they all left at midnight because everyone's uh, okay. over the age of 30 um, yeah i know well, that's except the, for like that, one of us so yeah. <laughs> um but also i have um i pre-downloaded uh death loop because yep. now it's on game pass um and planning on probably trying to smash a bit of that out in the next week i'm looking forward to finally getting my hands on it i know josh played it when it first came out i think he finished it i'm not 100 percent sure but I, I ended up buying it on sure uh buying it on pc when it came out so i think if you if you're going to play Deathloop, i'll play Deathloop. we'll get through it mind you i've got such a back catalog of games it's honestly ridiculous mm. and here i am like getting stars and directors to get into movies and, you know, worrying yeah. about whether or not they're drinking too much or eating too much in their addictions and putting them in for liposuction and, oh, let's do some <laughs> PR. And oh, they're, they're unhappy with their trailer. Let's put some more bushes in there. Like that's, yeah. that's my life at the moment. It's basically The Sims, except they want to be a star and I couldn't give two shits. I'm just trying to yeah. make the little yellow tings like, pick up or whatever it is i don't know what they, they there's there's a thing for it yeah and also it's nearly october and this october is looking like an absolute bounty of horror games um heading into uh halloween so i'm definitely gearing up scorn's coming out very soon can't wait to play that uh you need to play distraint yeah, really... sorry you need to play distraint distraint yeah distraint distraint never heard of that it's got a sequel as well. There's a couple of... Anyway, we no, need to talk cool. horror games because, yeah, Spooktober is coming. Yeah, October October Spookums. Um, I've been re really needed... I've been waiting to play The Quarry. Uh, I didn't want to play it when it launched because I'm like, it launched in like June. That's not horror season. No. October is horror season. So I've got The Quarry, Scorn, um, I think the last chapter of the Man of Medine series. Um, is it Man of the last chapter of the... Yeah, whatever Medine. the... Um, the it's something else. I can't remember what it's called. But it's like that, that chronology from the same guys that did um, uh, Until Dawn. The last chapter of that came out. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a fair few horror games lined up for uh, for October. So I'm keen for that. Excited. There is a few games coming out. And you know what game is coming out in a couple of years' time? Grand Theft Auto 6. Did you know that, Ricky? In, I, I, look, well, I mean, a couple of years' time. I was expecting a 2030 release at this point. But uh, but yes, Grand Theft Auto Six is coming. Yes, we do have we do have some idea of well, we do have a little bit of an idea. <laughs> We've got a little bit, and I guess that, that that does lead us into our first story of the shoe report, and that is the fact that Grand Theft Auto Six is coming. But not only that, we got a leak, 
And this is a leak of about 90 videos, totaling about 50 minutes. And it's... Okay, the thing with this leak, let's just set this off straight. This is not finished gameplay at all. This is development footage. This is things like looking at a character model and how they walk to opposed to how they run. This is about the pedals in a car moving. This is about basic AI flow. This is about a whole bunch of things. It's got overlays. It's got all this sort of thing. And it was a massive surprise. Not only that, with the sheer amount of footage that has been leaked, it's the most that's ever been leaked ever. This is a grand scale sort of Titanic leakage. Oh, there you go. You see what yeah. I did there? I mean, this is, this is literally <laughs> this is literally like it's um it's it's Grand Theft IP. It is so much intellectual property getting stolen and, and dumped on the internet that like, but then again, like it it's a lot of stuff that's like like you said, very basic pre dev footage, pre alpha footage. Like this is some basic stuff, and realistically, we got a lot of a, a look at a lot of footage, but not a lot of details about the game it was very sparse you can you can kind of make out details like for example it kind of does lead to rumors that uh, we are going to have a female protagonist which we are um yeah. uh, I, that that's all basically confirmed through the footage and it's set during uh the vice city period or at least in the vice city area uh whether it's yeah. modern day or whatever but other than that it's a whole lot of gameplay testing and a whole lot of showing off the different sort of aspects of game development. So for someone like myself, this leak was great because this gives me kind of like, not that hope, but that acknowledgement that even a large, big budget game like Grand Theft Auto 6 follows the same steps as every other game. And it's not just for people like me who've developed games in the past, but it's about people who are developing games now. Every single major game and minor game that you see on the market has gone through this process. And so it was fitting when a bunch of developers started releasing early footage of their games where they look, yeah, they look like absolute shit if you want to look at them at graphics point, but it's all about the development cycle, about how do we get these blocks and polygons and all that sort of stuff into models, into terrain, into textures, into AI, into movement, camera angles lighting people don't get and then putting it all together to be able to provide a finished product it was yeah. like there was a lot of information there but ricky I'm, I'm guessing you've seen there's also been a lot of angst in terms of the people who have seen this footage saying that the game is going to look shit and it's going to play shit and yeah like i don't understand it do you like no i don't get like you got to understand that this is like early early dev footage like you're right like they're working on like walk cycles and how people interact with environments that is so early game um in the in the development process that like we should not be looking at this and going this is what the finished product's going to look like it's going to look like shit it's just a person is surrounded by a bunch of gray blocks no that's not what this is this is all the stuff that has to be done especially for a big game like gta where you have a character that can interact with everything in their environment um, you have to play test every single one of those scenarios to be sure that the physics engine is going to work. And like, like you said, all the stuff with like how textures are going to work, how lighting is going to work, 
an interplay in every single scenario. A game like a massive open world game like GTA, you have to go through like like literally years of this in like sort of an expanded time. Um, like people working on you know, all these individual elements, like how do they interact in like water how do they interact with um uh, buildings how do they interact with vehicles how do they interact with different um like environments so there's so much work that has to go into just getting the the bedrock of a game like gta 6 set once they have all that then they start building up and they start building out but right now what we've seen from the, this footage it's it's they're still in the in the very early stages of like all right working out how this game is going to work mechanically and then all the other stuff, the story and, and, you know, all the other cool elements that make a GTA game a GTA game, that comes later. Um, the other stuff we got from this is stuff that is just confirming a lot of rumors that have been floating around for the past probably 18 months to two years. So like you said, the Vice City setting, that had been talked about for ages. Um, again, rumored, not confirmed. Now we've got a pretty good confirmation. It's going to be Vice City. Um, female protagonist and we are going we are keeping with the multiple protagonists I believe one of the, the videos showed um, the character switch animation yep. which are now apparently is a lot more a lot quicker a lot smoother instead of like shooting up hovering around the, the map for ages while it sort of preloads the uh, character you're jumping into and then jumping down um, of course all of that is you know predicated on uh, now most uh, console companies using very, very high-speed solid-state drives rather than the old mechanical spinning drives, which we had on the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One, um, and most PCs at the time as well. So, yeah, it's it's cool to see a few of these things that we were like, oh, this is a rumor. Is it going to actually be a thing? We got a couple of those things confirmed. I believe another one um, was potentially this is going to take place not only in North America but South America yep. with one or more of the characters traveling uh, between two big locations. Um, we didn't really get much of a confirmation of that, but I can assume if that was in the same report we got for a lot of the stuff we did get confirmed here, we can go ahead and say, all right, that's probably confirmed as well. So not being stuck in one, just like the Vice City location, actually going out to um, another location, that's a big first for a GTA game. Um, so yeah, there was a few things that like have been rumored for a while. We got some confirmation here and can sort of reasonably assume um, a few other rumors uh, that have been floating around pretty much put a tick next to them as well, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there was anything in this that hadn't been already rumored that was like a brand new revelation. Yeah, the sort of footage that they did provide, to me, it looks like it's about two years old in terms of the develop what they've been able to do. I think it's about two years. I think this game is about three years off, maybe another two years off. There, there's, yep. there's a fair bit to get around but not only that so a little bit of background behind the leak i'm not going to say the name of the leaker because i don't want to give them any sort of reputational bonus or anything like that but basically they were able to uh, release it on some forums now the footage that they managed to get was apparently through slack now slack yeah. is uh, one of the one of these programs for those of you who don't know slack's one of these um uh, programs where you're able to kind of put everything together. Think of it like a Google Drive, except there's obviously a little bit more to it. Uh, now, this hacker has said that they've done the same thing with Uber as well. The difference was that this time, they not only stole this footage, but they also claim that they stole the source code for Grand Theft Auto V and the upcoming Grand Theft Auto Six, 
and then they were blackmailing Rockstar to be able to get some money for it. Now, for those who don't understand what the source code is, so the source code is basically instructions for how the game works. If you have access to source code, you're able to manipulate the game to be able to do whatever you want it to. So everyone talks about CS source as kind of like a, a, a thing in the game. But to put it in perspective, if you're playing Grand Theft Auto 6 online, right? Let's, let's say the game's come out, you're playing it online. If you were one of the people who had the source code to the game, you could say, oh, actually, I want a helicopter now. While everyone else you can, you can code in has rubber ducks. And because you've got the code, it's not going to be considered cheating because it's going to be seen as the legitimate code of the game. It's little things like that. Like, obviously, that's a, that's an extreme example, but that's the sort of stuff that you can do with the source code. Not only that, but you can imitate exactly what the game does. And not only can you imitate it, you can copy it, you can do whatever you want with it. We're talking, you know, South Park, Make Love, Not Warcraft with the, you know, the, uh, the Sword of a Thousand Truths and being able to put that in the game and say, yep, this is mine and having it be legit, which is why there's a lot of worry about it. Not only that, it all, there's also ownership. So source code is owned. Whether you write it or copy it, a lot of code is copied, but uh, for source code, that is your code. That is your ownership of your code. And if somebody else has access to it and was able to manipulate or whatever, that's where legal proceedings and a whole bunch of other stuff comes into it and ownership, which we're not going to get into. But the key part that I want to mention here, and I want to get your take on this, Ricky, is yep. the fact that we've got the footage We've got rumors of the source code coming out. Is this good for Grand Theft Auto 6? Or do you think that the game and Rockstar have taken a hit in terms of their reputation? I think it's definitely going to be a reputational hit as well as a financial hit. Apparently, Take-Two's stock dropped a lot today. Um, so they've lost a little bit of cash, but they'll, they'll make that back. That, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, I think... Yeah, like Rockstar for the longest time have been one of the beacons of like the gaming industry of like, you know, they create these amazing, huge narrative games that are always really well received, always really well reviewed. Um, you know, internally, they've had their issues in the past probably you know, five to 10 years, but they've taken steps to rectify a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, and they're definitely one of the companies that was at the forefront of trying to eliminate the crunch element in in game development uh, i know they spent a lot of time um you know working on ways to mitigate that uh in the lead up to the release of uh red dead 2 yep um and hopefully they're going to continue to do that here obviously like you know it's been uh i think i was, I was watching i think it was a donkey video yep um yeah it was the donkey video when he talked about the the xbox 360 ps3 era i think rockstar launched it was like seven or eight games in that period of time. Yep. And in the period of time since then, the Xbox One to Xbox Series X, PS4 to PS5 era, they have released one game, Red Dead 2. That's it. Um, so clearly they are understanding that they can take their time. People will wait for these games because they are these huge events. Whenever Rockstar drops a game, it is a big, big deal. Um, so... I think, it, and also it is nice just to know that the game is in development. Like we've heard so much stuff in the last like year or so about like every time it trends on Twitter, people are just like, oh, is it, you know, like 
just throwing out all these wild theories about when the game's coming out, if it's even in development. At least now we know they're, they're, they're working on it. They have started. When we're going to get the game, I think 2025 is a pretty reasonable um, uh, pretty reasonable guess at this point. And for anybody that's like, oh, we're going to see it, you know, in the next like year or so, no. Like there's no, like where they are right now, um, development-wise, I doubt they would even have like a vertical slice to take to like an E3 or a, or a Gamescom or whatever to show off. Like they are still so far away from even getting like um, just a little bit to show the wider community. And that is the problem with something like this being leaked is that this is not stuff that they you ever want to really show the public um, before a game has come out. After the game's come out, it is cool to look back and go, oh, here's you know the development process. I recently just watched the... Um, the Raising Kratos uh, documentary on PlayStation's YouTube channel um, about the development of, of 2018's God of War. And that was really, really cool. Um, but this is not stuff you want to be showing the public ahead of time because all it does is either put false hope in people's heads, starts a bunch of rumors um, about the quality of the game ahead of it being released, and it does hurt the brand uh, in the long run. It really does. Um, because people are quite quick to jump to conclusions about a bunch of stuff and you're not getting the whole story. Um, and obviously, uh, Rockstar have released a statement um, about this. And uh, if you yeah. want to... Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, go ahead and... For, the, for those who think that this is fake, this is 100% well, this legit. Is, yeah, this is, yeah this and, and Rockstar's come out with a, a statement. So I'll, I'll read... Uh, at least some of it. Uh, so a message yep. from Rockstar Games. We recently suffered a network intrusion in which an unauthorized third party illegally accessed and downloaded confidential information from our systems, including early development footage for the next Grand Theft Auto. At this time, we do not anticipate any disruption to our live game services, nor any long-term effect on the development of our ongoing projects. We are extremely disappointed to have any details of our next game shared with all of you, uh, with you all in this way. Our work on the next Grand Theft Auto game will continue as planned and we remain as committed as ever to de delivering an experience to you, our players, that truly exceeds your expectations. We will update everyone again soon and, of course, we'll properly introduce you to this game, next game when it is ready. We want to thank everyone for their ongoing support through this situation. Now, the thing to take away from this. Now, I thought that with this leak, there will be changes at Rockstar in how... They keep their systems in place, how they keep their security in place and how like maybe working from home or you know, who gets access to what, you know, create the silos in the workplace as some people would know, mm. which I was worried about. I was thinking that this would delay the game maybe 18 months to where we initially thought. So this could have been a maybe early 2025, as you said, then I'm starting to think, okay, 2026, but they have come out with their uh, statement and said that it's not going to interrupt development. So I guess that remains to be seen. And Ricky, I, I guess this is the final point that I want to ask. When mm. do you, like, are you, are you sure that Grand Theft Auto 6 will come out roughly 2025? Or do you think that this whole thing will delay it possibly? I think they're lucky in that they're early enough in the process when this happened that any big changes they need to make to, like you said, they got their source code, their, their source code nicked. Um, they've got time now to not only, you know, any security issues that source code has exposed to shore that up, 
while at the same time the 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 uh, developers continue to work on the game. If this had have happened, you know, after maybe the first E3 look, uh, where we've got you know at least maybe a vertical slice of the game, or the majority of the game is developed, um, for them to then stick to you know maybe a year after E3, um, be like we're launching the game at, and they're like eighty percent of the way done to then have to go in and shore up and change any of the source code to protect, um, especially like an online service like GTA Online, if it's going to be a continued part of GTA 6, then that's a lot of work. Whereas at least right now, we've got obviously, we're probably, yeah, like you said, a couple of years into the development of the game, but there's probably enough time for them now to go, all right, developers keep working on the game. Our you know cybersecurity side and our, our coders can go off to the side shore up anything in the source code that is like a, a, a fail point, an access point for outside intruders um, while the developers keep working on the game um, without too much interruption to that that workflow. So I think that happening at this stage of development is a best case scenario in a worst case scenario situation. Um, but yeah, I think if they're happy right now to say it's not going to interrupt... Um, uh, development, then I, at this stage, have no reason not to believe them. Um, I still think, at this stage, yeah, twenty twenty five, is a pretty safe bet. Um, but you know, there's going to be extenuating circumstances between now and then, so I'm sure. But I don't know. What about you, Sean? Uh, I'm tempted to put ten bucks down on April May twenty twenty five. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think it's not a next year game. And I think if you want polish, they'll also take 2024. It could be a Christmas 2024, don't get me wrong. But I think it's like the, the ho- summer holiday launch window mm. is what I'm... Th- 20, I'm that's, that's what I'm thinking Grand Theft Auto is. 20, 2025 um, could also be the next round of consoles. Jeez, um, imagine that. And Five if, like, years if they later. wanna if they wanna launch um on the new on the new like, like be one of the earlier titles, um, that could be a big reason for them to maybe if it is ready like holiday twenty twenty four, but we know that we're getting the next Xbox and PlayStation holiday twenty twenty five, I would be almost, you know, looking at Rockstar and being like, Oh, we're maybe happy just to wait a little bit and then launch it ready to go. Cause we all know like they dropped GTA Five right at the end of the life cycle of the last of the 360 and PS3, and then we couldn't get it on the new consoles for a little bit because they had to go back in and change the game for the new architecture. Same with the PC build; it took so long for them to like adjust the architecture of, of a console game to work on PC. Um, so they might look at that and go, "We really don't want to go through that again. We'd much rather wait and see if like if we are getting another round of consoles in a three years from now time do we just want to build it for that new console fuck the ps5 fuck the xbox series uh consoles and just aim for that next console and be like the big game to come out holiday of that same year so that we can get everybody who's buying a new console they're gonna you know grab a a copy of gta 6 at the same time like that that could be a reasonable thing to like expect them to do so Uh, i don't know i guess we'll see i can't think I can't see the PS6 coming out in 2025. I think that's way too early. I, I don't know. I reckon at this stage, like, um, 
gaming, it's not gaming, but like technology is advancing at such a quick rate that, you know, I mean, even now, like the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and that are like, they're good. They're great. Like they're, they're incredible for a home console to deliver, you know, 4K 120 frames a second output. But as we saw today, another bit of tangential gaming news, uh, 40 series graphics cards have launched um, or are going to launch, but we got some specs and the uptick from the 30 series to the 40 series, um, the performance in like just pure rasterization is twice of that of the previous generation and ray tracing is four times that of the previous generation. And that's only a two year life cycle. The 30 series have been around for two years. The 40 series graphics cards are now even like either double or four times as good at rendering. And that's two years. How, so I can how imagine- How much are they? The 30, the, sorry, the 4090 um, is being announced at uh, 1599 American. So we're looking at probably 23 to 2400 here in Australia. Oh, that's all right. Um, I mean, for, but that's like the flagship. That's the big boy. Um, we did get specs for the 3080. There's two um, two levels there. But the one that I think most people are waiting for is like the 4070 and 4060, the sort of mid-range consumer-friendly cards. They're going to aim for below 1000 bucks US. Um, but like I said, like that, that leap in two years uh, from the 30 series to the 40 series is insane. The leap from the 20 series to the 30 series was incredible as well so i can only imagine that that leap is going to keep getting bigger in a shorter frame of time so the last console generation was what seven years i want to say yep. seven eight years 2013 yeah yeah so i can imagine that that gap between consoles is gonna start getting shorter as well because the generational leaps are getting so much quick so much further each time that sony and microsoft are going to look at that and go man, our consoles are going to be outdated so quickly now that we have to start turning around this um, this console generation a lot quicker. Or are we going to get the PS5 Pro, I think PS5 Xbox Pro. Series X Pro yeah. um, that are using sort of more updated technology? Um, yeah, to, that's, that's, to what, that's what I'm games. thinking. I, I'm thinking we'll get a PS5 Pro before we get it, like before we get the PS6. I think they've they've worked they've worked it out with the PS4. They kind of had an idea with the PS3. I think I think we would see a Pro. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Pro in the next three years, so 23, 24, 25. But yeah. in saying that, if a PS let's say a PS5 Pro came out in 2025 and Grand Theft Auto 5 was slated for 2025, it would still have to be compatible with the PS5, and it yeah, would just exactly. have an update for the Pro. Yeah, but I just don't know if Rockstar want to do what they've done with GTA Five again, where it's no, they would. It's been they would because then you, three three yeah. console life cycles. Yes, because you hit three console life cycles over one or two. Imagine that, like if you hit the PS Five at the end of its cycle, you hit the PS Five, then you can hit the PS Six, and then you can hit the PS Seven. I just don't know if they they really want to go through all that again. Like I, I can understand that for the most profitable game, yeah. Potentially, like, I think maybe not with the core game, but I think with GTA Online, whatever that becomes once GTA 6 uh, launches, whether we get a complete whole hog update or they just manage to tie the two services together. Um, yeah, I think they'd want to keep going with that, but I don't necessarily think they want to launch GTA 6 across three generations of consoles again. I think they want to focus in on one. And then I think their big thing right now is obviously like 
the transition to PC for, P for GTA 5. That was a big deal, a massive deal. And GTA Online is still one of the most um, like daily user PC games uh, out there. It is massive. Still has massive viewership on Twitch every day as well. It's always in the top five or six games on Twitch but for that's, watch time. So but that's, still go that's going to be cross-play. No, I, I know it is. It is relative, like most for the most part, it is cross-play. But I think a lot of those players are playing on PC. I think once GTA Five went to PC, a lot of people migrated across there because it is the largest play base outside of mobile, um, and it's just a lot easier to um, to get access to. And then obviously, you know, there's the modding community and all that sort of stuff that lives on on PC as well. That um, you know, GTA hasn't really done a lot to discourage um, if it's not affecting the online experience if it's just the regular gta 5 um single player experience they haven't really been like a bethesda was a few years ago where they were just like trying to squash everything um they're pretty open to it so i think uh being such a you know quintessentially console game for for such a long time that transition to pc with gta 5 i think is gonna we're gonna see that push into the future with gta 6 where they're gonna be like yep we got the console versions, but the one you really want is the PC version because that's when you're going to get the best, the most out of your experience with GTA. So, well, I guess you you kind of touched on a couple of things, such as you know the transition to PC, and then also the fact that Grand Theft Auto Online is still a massive, uh, has a massive audience on Twitch. That leads yes. me to the next topic that I do want to talk about, and that is Twitch. We did say at the top of the show that uh, we do have some news on that. And so with Twitch at the moment, all right, let's set everyone up to speed. So currently, Twitch has brought out a statement condemning gambling on the platform. And I'll read the statement now, but it's basically, it's a brand new position. So gambling content on Twitch has been a big topic of discussion in the community and something we've been actively reviewing since our last policy update in this area. Today, we want to update you on our plans. While we prohibit sharing links or referral codes to all sites that include slots, roulette, or dice games, we've seen some people circumvent those rules and expose our community to potential harm. So, we'll be making a policy update on October 18th to prohibit streaming of gambling sites that include slots, roulette, or dice games that aren't licensed, either in the US or other jurisdictions that provide sufficient consumer protection. These sites will include stake.com, rollbit.com, jewelbits.com, and rubet.com. However, we may identify others as we move forward. We will continue to allow websites that focus on sports betting, fantasy sports, and poker. We'll share specifics on the updates to our gambling policy soon, including the full policy language to make sure everyone is clear on our new rules before they take effect on October 18th. Now, the, so Twitch, as we know, has taken a stance on gambling. Ricky. Yeah. What's the story behind this? Oh, it's a big one. Um, yeah, well. Twitch has had a... <laughs> <laughs> Twitch, has, Twitch has had um, a hell of a two-week period. Um, a lot of stuff has happened to lead up to this scenario, but I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes, and then I'll sort of break down what I think this statement actually says and what I think uh, Twitch is act actively going to do uh, moving forward. So for the longest time, uh, a lot of crypto gambling sites, like the big one here is stake.com. That's the one I want to focus on the most. Yep. Um, crypto gambling sites have... 
uh, reached out to a lot of very prominent creators and um, you know partnered with them to do partnered streams. Now, Twitch mentions here that they don't allow affiliate, affiliate links to uh, slot sites, roulette sites, dice game sites on their site. This wasn't always the case. So for the longest time, uh, a lot of larger content creators were gambling uh, on these sites, streaming it on Twitch, and would have a referral code in the corner or a clickable link down in their banners. Twitch cracked down on this um, and said, no more affiliate codes. We can't have that happening. That did not stop what was going on here. Um, so to, to sort of break down what these deals were between sites like Stake and streamers, Stake would give them, I think the biggest one was a streamer by the name of Aiden Ross was getting $3 million a month to gamble and do streams with Stake.com. Right. Ridiculous. Insane, right? And the reason that he was getting so much money is because even without a referral code, Stake.com would look at their analytics and see after a stream by him and a bunch of other creators that were getting similar deals, they would see their site use go up. They'd see a, an uptick in user base. Yes, exactly. So it's like even without the referral code, you can see that there is an influence, like the, the streamers are influencing their viewers and a lot of these streamers um, have younger viewers, like below the age of 18 or 21, whatever the gambling age is, uh, especially in America. So a lot of these streamers actually left America. They would either move to Mexico or they would move to Canada where the rules are a lot less strict and would continue to stream on sites like Stake using millions of dollars that were given to them by Stake. Um, and they would have these moments where they would have these massive wins of multi-million dollars, but for the most part would continually just lose because that is how gaming is set up is the house always wins. The house will always win. The games aren't necessarily rigged, but your chances of winning are so astronomically small that they happen so rarely. But when they do, that is the thing with gambling that is like the, the addictive part is the chasing. The of dopamine. The it's the dopamine hit. It's the chasing, right? Um, so there's been a lot of debate amongst a lot of larger creators on Twitch. A lot of them have come out and said, you know, I don't think you should be streaming um, gaming. I don't think you should be taking these huge uh, deals with, with, um, with uh, gambling sites because Twitch, you know, historically skews younger. The average user on, on Twitch, I believe, is between the ages of like 16 to 18. It might even be a bit younger for a lot of, for some creators, but a lot of the, the larger creators, it skews between like 16 to 24. That is, the, that is like the main uh, bit of Twitch's audience, which is awesome because Twitch loves that because they are a lot of people with like, you know, either still living at home. Uh, They're impressionable. Impressionable, still living at home, some disposable income. Perfect, right? And, and a lot of time on their hands as well. Um, so there's been this huge debate amongst a lot of the larger creators with Twitch. Twitch never really uh, threw their hat in the ring except to get rid of affiliate codes um, and then just went silent. There's, there was still a gambling uh, category on Twitch, uh, or slots category, um, and a lot of the larger creators were using it. Um, free, like they would do like 17, 18 hour streams, just just gambling, constantly. Um, fast forward to this year, um, the the sort of talk around getting rid of of slots on Twitch and and sites like Stake, it got bigger and bigger and bigger until we reached a bit of a head a couple of weeks ago, where not necessarily the sort of gambling that we have here, but a content creator by the name of, I think it was uh, Slicker. Slicker. It was Slicker. Slicker. 
Slicker, um, was found out to have been uh, borrowing money off of not only other streamers, his peers, but also his mods, and it turned out members of his community, so his fans, to feed a gambling addiction that he has. Now, that gambling was for sport, so sports gambling, um, and I'll get to that mentioned in Twitch uh, statement in a second. Um, but this was all off stream. None of what he was doing was on stream. He was just borrowing money to feed a gambling habit. Um, and it all sort of like came out in bits and pieces. He finally sort of um, owned up to it. And then like all these other streamers came out of the woodwork saying he borrowed money off me, he borrowed money off me, he borrowed money off me. The grand total... Uh, there's estimates between three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, and that's of money a, that he. And that's Australian dollars. Yeah, uh, money he borrowed that he has yet to pay back. The one that really gets me is uh, one of his community members, um, who was going through chemo at the time. He was asking to borrow money off her. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. Um, so he has been, I think, in the last twenty four hours, he's been stripped of his um, uh, partner uh, affiliation. Um, and will probably be eventually banned uh, off Twitch um, with no hope of ever coming back onto the website. Um, but this, again, ignited the, the, the gambling debate in general. Um, even though it wasn't slots betting, gamble, or crypto betting, it was still gambling. And in the wake of that, a lot of streamers, once again, as they tend to do, got on a Discord call and shouted at each other for hours... <laughs> Um, which if you're at home like me, I was today, uh, just cleaning the house and having it on the background, very entertaining, very, very fun to, fun to listen to. Um, but during that, one of those discussions, Twitch released this, it was like right in the middle. Someone was like, holy shit, look at this. And then shared it. And we see this is, this is the result. So I think this is a result of, um, not only the slicker situation, but a, just a growing trend of the big, a lot of the larger streamers that are speaking out against this. They were, I believe, think, like talking about going on strike. Yeah. And you might be thinking, oh, Twitch streamers going on strike. Who the fuck does that hurt? Well, it hurts Twitch. Because if you're a partnered streamer on the site, you have a minimum amount of hours you need to fulfill every month to meet your contract. If streamers don't do that, then Twitch can't generate revenue from them. Um, if they don't stream, they don't get ad rev. So a lot of the larger streamers that get, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 viewers a stream wouldn't be generating ad revenue for Twitch. So I think that is, I think it was those two things, specifically the slicker situation and a lot of the streamers potentially going on strike have forced Twitch's hand. Now, the big one here is we will continue to allow websites to fo that focus on sports betting, fantasy sports, and poker. That is just for esports. At the end of the day, because esports is such a large part of Twitch's audience and gambling on esports is a massive way that it stays relevant and manages to generate revenue. Like doing partnerships with like betting sites over in America, um, a lot of the big esports events are partnered up with a lot of the large betting agencies over there. So the fact that they've managed to sort of throw that in right at the end of the statement being like sports betting, fantasy sports and poker are staying is their way of maintaining that esports presence on Twitch, which for the most part, a lot of times during the year, um, you know, the league league finals, Dota finals, uh, CS:GO, they are a lot of the highest viewerships for Twitch, and they are usually on like the main Twitch um, channel on on Twitch. 
Um, so that is the reason that they've done that is I think to protect their esports investment or their e- their esports um, partnerships. Um, but the other stuff, all the slot stuff, yeah, that is at least for the most part, it is a big win for Twitch. A lot of creators came out today and said, "Thank God, finally, you've you've listened to us, um, and you're trying to protect the impressionable young viewers that we have on this on this site." So. Yeah, um, there's a lot of other aspects to it. There's a lot of other stuff that has come out because of this scenario that I won't get into because a lot of it um, uh, deals with stuff that isn't really related to the betting side. It was just sort of other stuff that's come to light that uh, you can go on Twitter. It's all over Twitter. You'll see it on Twitter. Um, but for the most part, this is a big step in the right direction. I believe YouTube straight like YouTube don't allow no. monetization no. Of, stri- of of streaming of gambling sites. You can you can do it, but you won't get any ads run. You won't get any revenue. Anything from it at all so um twitch has finally sort of come into line um it is a good move in the right direction um but i do feel like their little caveat of leaving sports betting fantasy and poker open is just going to move a lot of these large content creators that were doing crypto slots over to to that finding a little loophole and continuing to gamble on stream um so i guess we'll see come october 18th what a lot of these larger streamers do but I feel like, as a whole, this is a big net win for Twitch. Um, they've been <laughs> they've been taking a lot of owls recently, um, losing a lot of their bigger creators to YouTube and other streaming sites. Um, uh, a lot of their bans and their policies behind bans have been pretty shit, to be honest. Um, but this is, for the most part, a big win. So, yeah, that's uh, that's been Twitch's last two weeks. I guess the the kind of the key question with this now that we kind of we have an understanding of not only why the ban is in place but why everything else is brought to that ban and and how it's influenced the people not only streaming on the platform but also the viewership on the platform. So now that we've kind of got a grasp of exactly how monumental this stance is, Ricky, I'm going to ask you the question. Do mm-hmm. you think that this is going to work? That does remain to be seen. Like I said, they they have left themselves a couple of loopholes open here. And I think a lot of the larger creators that in the last probably two years have transferred a lot of their content over to slot streaming will find ways to continue gambling on the website. They won't be able to post any affiliate links. But as we said... As Twitch said at the top there, there's been people, there's been ways to circumvent that, and there will always be ways to circumvent that. It's not that hard. If you're watching a big streamer gamble, the name of the website's going to be at the top of the screen. Um, they're going to be like it's it's easy for someone to look at that and go, oh, whatever it is dot com. I can just go there. I can sign up. I can lie about my age without any issues, and start gambling. So I think that leaving themselves with a bit of a loophole here is sort of setting themselves up to fail, fail in the long run. Um, but I think for the most part, initially a lot of these content creators are going to have to pivot to something else um, until they can work out what those loopholes are just to come back around to gambling again and start getting those big money deals from other gambling websites that Twitch hasn't banned. And like they said, they've only named four websites here. There's a lot more that they're going to have to like essentially putting out spot fires constantly trying to like keep up with these websites. Um, 
So yeah, I think it's a good thing, but it's it can't just be a statement. They have to actively continue to, and if it if it has to be something as serious as taking away the partner badges from a lot of these larger partnered streamers to prove a point to all the smaller streamers that think they can get big by gambling and influencing their audience, that may be a step they have to take in the future to go, all right, you've found a way or you found a new website we haven't found yet. You're taking big money deals. Maybe a penalty needs to be bans, taking away of partner badges, um, just like someone is going to be made an example of after this, after this date happens after October 18th, the first big partnered streamer that does what they can to circumvent these rules and continue to gamble on the site, not meeting the guidelines that Twitch has set up here. I feel like Twitch is going to throw the book at him. My money's on XQC. It'll, it'll be X. It'll probably be X or, or train wrecks. I, I feel like those two guys have built, the last two years of their content around gambling. Aiden Ross is another one. The, guy, um, the guys, Ro- the guys got millions of dollars coming in every month. And that's about to be taken away. And he, and he's addicted to gambling. Yes. Yeah. All of them. Are. And they've all said that they've all said, oh, I'm addicted to gambling and I'm trying to show, I'm trying to educate by showing the, the harms <laughs> of gambling. It's like, that is a bullshit excuse. That's a terrible fucking excuse because you guys had all had affiliate links right up until the point that Twitch took them away. So okay. you can't be the 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 altruistic um you know martyr. Uh, the martyr, yeah, exactly. Being like, oh I'm, I'm showing the, the evils of gambling. No, no, you had the fucking affiliate links on your goddamn site right up until Twitch said no more affiliate links. Then you changed your tune and said, Hey, maybe don't gamble, but I'm gonna keep gambling to 70, 80,000 people. Don't be me. Don't day. be me. Don't be me. Don't be me. Don't get millions of dollars from crypto gambling websites. Do you know? Um, stake.com, right? This is a little aside before we wrap up. Stake.com, their headquarters is a shed in um, Trinidad and Tobago. I think it's Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> it's some offshore, but it's literally like, if you look up stake.com headquarters, it's literally a shed. It is a shell company. I think it's, uh, it is owned and operated by like someone out of like, I want to say Eastern European, somewhere there, but they're like shell company corporation headquarters is literally a shed somewhere in the Caribbean. It's ridiculous. Like they are so fucking like Sus. dodgy. Yeah. So um, that's the kind of yeah, that's the kind of people that these Twitch uh, streamers are partnering up with. Um, it is very sussy. It's very sussy, Barker. Um, but yeah. So I guess I like know, it's yeah. Go on. No, no, go go go. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say it, it, like keep in mind that we've come from the perspective of Australians, like and gambling in Australia is a little bit different to the gambling in the US. So in the US, it is very heavy, heavily regulated. Yep. To, especially online. Especially online. Oh, it's yep. it's very heavy, heavily regulated. In Australia, it is open season. It is, like there are betting like companies that are sponsoring sports leagues and teams and it is ev- everywhere you turn, you see betting. Now, I know that there might be a, a conflict of interest with you, uh, Ricky, in regards to this whole thing. But at the end of the mm. day, it's like we're seeing it from a perspective of we are surrounded by gambling advertisements and even we think, okay, Twitch, you need to hold up. And they have. Like yeah. like Twitch is based in America. It's 
like every like no matter what they say everything is based in america and this streaming of gambling sites and all that sort of stuff that has circumvented a lot of what they've been able to do and a lot of what the rules and regulations are in regards to gambling so the fact that they're now not necessarily i don't see this as a crackdown i see this as a oh we better be legal guys like that's all i see it as it's not entertainment anymore if you're gambling other people's money that's not entertainment if I yeah. if I if I go to the the casino and I take a hundred dollars of my friend's money and I put it on roulette, red, oh it hits black. Hey mate, this is just entertainment. I'm just using your money for entertainment. It doesn't work like that. No, so no, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting to see what happens when October 18th actually hits and they they do um, take all this away. Uh, what loopholes will be found? What these other co- what these content creators content creators are going to try and pivot to, um, and whether whether uh, sites like Stake.com will continue to give them millions of dollars to gamble every month um, if they're not doing it on Twitch. So maybe they'll move to uh, Pornhub live streaming. Yeah, maybe. Chatterbait. Yeah, that that lets you do anything. Yeah. Um, I exactly. do have one more point before we do wrap up the shoe report, and. Do you think that there is going to be a massive influx of gambling uh, up until October 18th? Uh, I I think uh, chances are all these gambling sites are going to probably send their last month's paycheck uh, to all these big streamers and be like, just go, just every day, 18-hour stream, gamble, 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 gamble. Do it, do it, just to, just to try and get as many uh, viewers, um, you know, coming to try out the site before it's all taken away. I think we're going to see, yeah, a lot of these larger creators just get a butt ton of money and they just like, use it by the 18th. Just go. Gamble. Do it. Oof. Yep. Anyway, we are going to move anyway. on from Twitch. We've spoken about GTA. We've spoken about Twitch. We've, we've, we've had a big show. I'm going to talk about some of the games that are coming up over the next week, some that excite us a little bit. And uh, one of them does... 110% excite me. I think one of them uh, will definitely excite Josh as well. So the yeah. games we've got is Slime Rancher 2 is coming, uh, uh, developed by uh, Monomy Park, and it's coming to PC and Xbox 22nd of September. I'm pretty, it's coming to Game Pass, isn't it? I believe so. Hang on, I'm pretty sure I've got Game yeah. Pass open. Have now. a quick look. Um, and then we've also got Shovel Knight Dig, which is developed by Yacht Club Games. That's coming out on the 23rd of September for Switch and PC. So we've got a couple of decent games out of the two of them. Like, I love the original Slime Rancher. I, I didn't necessarily finish it, but it, like with all of these kind of like farming sims or life sims and can you really finish them so i enjoyed my time with it what about you ricky like out of the two of them what's your pick uh oh mine is uh shovel knight dig i really really like the first shovel knight and i'm uh, keen to play this one it's they're just really 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 tight really well put together platformers so is it bad that um, i bought the amiibo and i bought the game digitally on the 3ds but i've never played it i mean look you've you've got every Every game. Doesn't matter. You'll play it eventually. You'll get around to it in like five years' time. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Just can, can, like, can like we have another COVID where just everyone stops making games for three years so I can catch up on my backlog? Yeah, true. I'll, I'll take another like month-long lockdown, just saying. Um, just, 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 you know. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
but you buy every game, so there's no. I, I can't judge you at this point. I'm like, I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna buy the game, and you'll eventually. Like you haven't even played Elden Ring yet. You bought the goddamn special edition. I got the fucking box sitting right in front of me. It's still sealed. <laughs> and you and you still haven't opened it. I'm like, man, maybe I should just get it on PC and and sell my statue. Sell that. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I haven't even um, opened so it. I've still got the receipt. The receipt literally sitting on top of it. There you go. Uh, try trade it in for um. Tree something fitting. better <laughs> just just for something better you know i, I know might, there's a few might, uh, there's I a might few, sell it there's a few special edition pokemon boxes coming out this uh, yeah year yeah i know I, I saw that listing and i'm like i've already oh, man already pre-ordered the charizard one that's coming Did out you? in october yeah <sighs> and the arceus one got announced today i'm so tempted i i like the collection as well i'm like <sighs> oh man that, for, that, for, for, for two hundred something dollars, though, like I'm getting one, and I'm getting the Charizard one. Fuck the other. Oh uh, yeah, one. I'm I'm at the stage now with my Pokemon cards. They're all like in a pile underneath my bed. I haven't even opened them. I'm waiting for you the Pokemon do, card stream. You could you could legitimately do like an eight hour Pokemon stream. Eight opening cards. Oh, I, I think yeah. I, I reckon I can hit twelve probably, hours. Probably actually. I've yeah. got I, like I've got like six elite trainer boxes, and oh. then like a couple of like, I think I've got like four booster boxes. I'm, Lordy, I'm Lordy. there all day. This is yeah. like this would be perfect for this weekend, but I, I'm busy because I'm packing to uh, go camping next week. I won't be here for the next week's episode. Heads up. Do it. Do it for like your um your last like your Christmas stream, your last stream of the year. Yeah, I might do it. I might yeah. do it as my last stream. I'll, of the year. I'll I'll come over and give you a hand. Yeah, of course you would. You yeah. fucking want to get I'll your just, hands dirty on it. I'll, I'll I'll just I'll just pass the packs to you. And you can <laughs> Well, I'll be, I'll be, and, then, and then when you get the good ones, I'll I'll put them in the in the in the top loaders. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. You look after. Yeah, I'll it. Chuck, yeah, you look I'll after. I'll chuck them in the top loaders. I'll chuck them in the top loaders. We'll uh, we'll have to uh, talk something out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that sounds good. Okay, we are gonna we are gonna move on, and by moving on, I do mean that we are gonna finish up this show. Uh, we've been running for a little bit of time, and uh, we've gotten through a lot. There's a lot to take in, but. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that we are going to look forward to over the next couple of weeks is the amount of major games that are releasing, which I'm sure that you and Josh will be able to talk about next week. But it's going to be big, and especially after the Nintendo Direct, the PlayStation uh, Showcase, the State of Play, and also with Xbox showing at Tokyo Games Show. there's We know there's a True. lot on the horizon. I know we didn't yep. even speak about Xbox. Look at us, so biased. Like we've got so much stuff coming out over the next few months that the end of 2022 is looking good. But yep. I know I've said it nearly every single show for the last maybe three months, but 2023 is going to be fucking insane. It is. After what was like a quiet start to the year, um, it still feels like the only really big thing that's come out has been like Elden Ring the entire year. Um Everything else has been like small potatoes compared to that. But we are ramping up to what looks like a good end of the year. And then, yeah, next year pretty much starts off like in January. We get like some big game launches in January. And then like it's just bang, bang, bang the entire way through the year. So it's ramping up, baby. Let's fucking go. Damn straight. And if you do want to keep up to date with everything that Busy Playing Something has to offer, whether it's these live shows or whether it's any of the other content that we do have coming out to all other platforms, make sure you do follow follow us you can find us here on youtube so make sure you click that subscribe button and like the video to show that yeah you care uh otherwise you can find us on twitter i've already mentioned that earlier but i mention it again at holly deprawn at budget seth rogan and at joshua Larosa for josh who did not make it for this event however he will be here next week 
And then in two weeks' time, when I get back, we're going to be hyping up PAX because that's coming. Jeez, there's a lot of stuff. Anyway, you can also find us on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find this podcast and many others that we've had all previously where you can laugh at our failed predictions on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else that you do listen to any of your shows. Now, Ricky, thank you very much for joining me. I think it's been a little bit of great insight in GTA. And not only that, but Twitch is getting there. Drama farming, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Drama farming. Now, before we do wrap up, though, I'm going to mm. give it to you again. Uh, I, I like hearing yeah. your monologue. I'm going to hear you one more time. Okay. I want to hear what your final thought is for this show. Oh, um, I think mine's going to be a pretty simple one. Um, uh, what year do you guys out there... Sorry, this camera. This camera's dead. Um, what year do you guys think uh, GTA Six will release? I'll give us a oh, month. No. Okay. What year and month? Or quarter? And give month. us a give us a quarter. Give us a quarter. Whatever. We'll get. We're gonna put up on on um on Twitter anyway as a poll. But yeah, we'll work out what. But think now, and then you can pick whichever one you think is closest. But yeah, what what quarter? What year do you think? We're going to get uh, GTA 6 actually out in our hands. Now so you've, excited. You've heard the answers from myself and Ricky, and you'll see Josh's and many others on the poll on Twitter in the coming days. So make sure you do check that one out. Ricky, thank you very much for joining me today. And uh, Not a problem. you know what? I like that question so much. I'm going to get you to sign us out as well. Do you have a nice special quote that you want to provide to everyone? Um, yeah, uh, bring... Native, bring, pre, bring, bring PS3 native. I can't. What the fuck does you don't Josh even say? give a shit, do you? Just get a new Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Where's Nintendo uh, Switch 2.0? Uh, yeah, bring me. Uh, I want the Switch Pro, baby. Bring me the Switch Pro. Switch Pro, baby. Switch Pro, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Hit us up. <laughs>